0: Now, it's interesting, depending on what translation of the Bible you have, some words like this one here says compassion, others say mercy, others say pity. Uh, The last line, some say just through prayer. Other translations say fasting and prayer. And I think it's important because this is the heart of our faith. All right. St. Teresa of Avila used to talk, or the Carmelite uh, tradition talks about the spiritual mansions, and then if you're Catholic and you follow kind of our traditions, you know about the, the levels of the spiritual life. And I'm hoping, I've done so much teaching catechism about the meaning of Christ's words and everything that I wanna hopefully in this next year, get more into moral theology, being able to explain, now how do we live our life? Now that we know about it, now how do we live it? And one of the things is the three levels that you may have heard before, purgative, illuminative, and unitive way. These are the three ways that we can get to heaven, the three levels of spirituality. All right, first is purgative. What that means is, I just don't want to go to hell. I just, it's something really bad for me, and I want to avoid pain and suffering. Technically, that's enough to avoid hell. If by fear, which is some ways, the only way some people actually follow God is they just don't want to go to hell. Yes, it's not perfect, but it's a start. That's called the purgative way. That's like down here. Then you get up to the next level is, I want to go to heaven because there's something good in it. Now you're seeking the good. So you're one step up from just being fearful of the bad. You moved one step up, now I want something good. You're you're, you're seeking goodness. And I want heaven because heaven is good. It's good for me. Again, not perfect, but it's enough. It's a start. A little better than the purgative way. But then you have the unitive way. I solely exist, and everything I do is purely for the glory of God. I just want to praise him for all eternity. The unitive way is giving up ourselves, everything that we have, everything that we desire, so that we can be filled with God. That is our top and main focus in life when you've hit that that unitive way you've now are in the advanced levels of the spiritual life now what does that have to do with fasting father chris because you brought up fasting all right because in fasting if it was just about giving up and we not wanting pain we wouldn't do it because we get painful in our stomachs when we when we fast if it was just about something good for us well, okay, that's all right. Maybe we might lose some weight, but it's not good to be hungry. I don't like that. But when we do it for the sacrifice of God and others, it takes on a whole new meaning. Okay, what do, what, what do I mean by all this? All right. The Pope had a Lenten message a few years ago, a while back, that talked about fasting. And I wanted to take some notes from this because I think it's there's some really good messages here. Now, he pointed out some statistics that do you know a third of the world's food is wasted? A third. And this is why all the answers of population control and abortion and stop, stop having children so that we can reduce the world's population, are really, it's, not, it's kind of misguided because we're wasting a third of the world's food anyway. Do you know though, although a third of the world's food rots, Three million children under the age of five die from lack of nutrition. So how can fasting or skipping a meal do anything to respond to that, to this crisis in the world? How? All right, first of all, the Holy Father said, it's because of the solidarity you build with those who go hungry and have not. Fasting helps overcome our indifference towards those who are homeless, hungry, and suffering. Why? Well, he said we need to do this because normally we don't show a lot of interest in those people. We don't show a lot of interest in their lives, their stories, their needs, or their future. And I I was reading this thinking, wow, that's That can be true. He said, how many times did their pleading and their looks of asking for help meet us, yet we look the other way and walk by, either on the television or on the street? We look away. We don't always acknowledge it. Um, When we get used to something, we become indifferent. I think that's what's happening with our freedom right now. The generation, my generation and below, we've never known what it was like to go without. My generation and below has never known what it's like to sacrifice. My generation and below has no idea the pain and sacrifice that they went through in World War II, for example. So when we get used to something, we become indifferent. We've gotten used to our freedoms. We've gotten used to it. We become indifferent. So he said that anyone who has fasted then can relate to these people who go without. And I had never heard that before. I thought, wow, this is, this is interesting. And he says, when you fast, you know the cycle. One, you get the pains of hunger then immediately your instinct is to find something to eat. Then you have a conscious decision to resist that instinct if you're truly trying to fast. How many times on a Friday where I went to reach for something and I'll say, nah, nah. We have to make that conscious decision sometimes to go against the instinct. So each conscious decision to keep, to continue fasting should remind us and trigger in us Acknowledgement of those who go without, even if it's just a little prayer. Think of having to go through that every day. And we Catholics complain about having to do it on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday two days a year. Two days a year. And we grumble. And statistics say most Catholics don't even follow that now. Two days. Think of those who have to go through it every day. This is what Pope Francis was trying to say unites us or should unite us. Then fasting becomes a way to create solidarity with those who fast involuntarily. Think about that for a minute. That's really strong. Fasting voluntarily helps you to relate and have solidarity with those who fast Involuntarily, because now you see you're walking the walk. People always say, Father, you have no idea you've never been in my shoes. That's a good point. Now we are in their shoes. Interesting. So fasting is not meant to be done, though, in places of works of mercy, meaning like, okay, I fasted, I don't have to do anything else. No, they're complementary. We want, if we want those in need to have enough then those of us who have should think about them consciously maybe consume less and donate that whatever it be, goods, food. God bless those who do. That's true almsgiving. You know what? I wanted to eat that piece of pizza, but I'm going to give it to somebody who has without. That's true almsgiving. Basically, our Catholic faith is not popular in today's world because it's about sacrifice. Jesus' whole life was about sacrifice. So we are imitating him when we are. We must fast what Jesus just said in the gospel to drive out demons.
1: Are you a Marian helper?